and welcome back to Jughead's Lament, the podcast where, for some reason, I decided to talk about Riverdale every week. With me, as always, that's me, Brian. What's going on? <laughs> and I'm your host, Isabella Ramona. Um, this is episode twelve, the anatomy of a murder. This week, the murder is solved. The gang gets traumatized. And we get another hint that this could be a superhero show. Folks, welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. (laughs) What an episode. Every time that I know that I'm going to watch an episode, and I know I'm going to be recording one tonight, I think to myself earlier, oh, you know, let's let's talk to let's talk to Brian a little bit. We'll get some personal stuff in there. We'll be like, oh, what what games have you been playing? Maybe some recommendations, plug in other stuff. No, fuck that. Fuck that. Every episode's way too intense. <laughs> Who's insane? I do want to get this off the bat, folks. Uh, content warning for both suicide and overdose in this episode. We're not going to make jokes about those subjects, um, but that is uh, the the subjects that we are in, among other things. But I don't know if they're really content warning things. Mm-hmm. Just just a heads up, though, for everybody on that. And also content warning, there's no Jughead monologue at the beginning of this episode. Yep, I noticed that too, and it was very jarring. <laughs> it freaked me out. I didn't like it. It's it, wait, 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 wait. You said it's jarring? <laughs> yeah, it's jarring. Would it be jugging? <laughs> <laughs> it's jugging. <laughs> jugging. <laughs> so, thank you. I had to make jokes to get out of that tone. Oh, God. Christ almighty. So this episode picks up exactly where the last one left off. Where where is that, Brian? Where did the last episode leave off? We are in Pops, uh talking with uh uh the the three gang members who are not mad or who yeah, who are not angry and just sad that Jughead's not with them. Why is Jughead gone? What like what happened at the very last uh, part of the last episode? Uh, was that the one where FP? Ah, yes, FP is in has been accused the killer because they found a gun in a box that belonged to the killer. Yeah, but what we find out at the end of last episode and at the beginning of this one is that it's not FP's gun. Archie and Veronica, Alice convinced them to do this. It was weird, but they decided to search FP's house and they didn't find the gun. And then, you know, they know where the gun was supposed to have been found. They searched there. They didn't see it. So somebody must have planted the gun in his house. Who could have done that? Mm, I, don't, I know now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Uh, we really still don't know, I guess. Right. <laughs> we know some of the parties involved. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jughead isn't answering his phone. They're all trying to. They say, we've got to tell Jughead. But he's just not answering. Um, and Archie says, hey, guys. We can't tell the cops about this. Let's tell our parents instead. But why? But why? I, again, as a not, I, I'm not really big on cops here, but I don't know, man. Maybe Fred doesn't have the best answer here. I, I don't know if the parents have the resources to deal with this. I, I mean, want to say that Fred is an incredibly resourceful man and he's smart and he has good ideas, but I don't know, man. <laughs> this one might be out of his, you know, his, his fieldy. <laughs> A little bit out of his depth. <laughs> but um, yeah, now we're at Veronica's with all of the parents. Because apparently everybody came to Veronica's at the same time. Like Hermione, Mary, who is only in town 
to be a lawyer. That's what I found out. Yep, that's that was her whole thing for this season, at least. Hopefully she comes back. <laughs> yeah, she so she was a lawyer here. But yeah, Alice is here. Uh, all the parents except for FP and because Jughead's not here either. And FP's in jail. Oh, uh, and Hal. Hal is not here either. Mm-hmm. And it immediately cuts to Fred saying, you did what? <laughs> it is perfect. So perfect. That's just Archie and Fred's relationship in a nutshell. <laughs> I was really because that's exactly what I was like thinking. What is he gonna say? <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple parts in this episode where I like thought something and then the next scene was them saying that thought. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. But uh Alice is definitely like trying to say that they're wrong like there's no way that fp could have been framed clearly he did it case closed and at this point in the episode i thought that it was because you know she still had something to do with the murder because uh, as we know from previous episodes her husband was the one who stole the murder board uh yep. from from sheriff keller and alice has been acting sus since like day one when her first line was i hope jason blossom burns in hell for what he did <laughs> So, you know, there's no no reason to not uh, suspect her. But what I think with the full context of this episode, I think that it was just that she wanted her daughter to break up with Chughead. Yep. Or Jason. Oh, wait. Oh, I see. Yes, 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 yes. I I think it was just that she wanted Betty to break up with Chughead. Yeah, that's probably it. Alice is very, you know. At least why she's acting like this in this scenario. Why she's like denying that it could never you know have happened but but everybody's mad at alice for you know telling children to search the trailer and veronica veronica says well no no, no i talked to alice about it but like it's still alice's fault <laughs> yeah alice is the adult in this situation that sent you guys so i mean <laughs> she's, she said it in front of her like she, yeah she was asking betty but clearly betty wasn't if, if the plan was always to distract them with a dinner at her house betty was always going to be at the dinner Yep. <laughs> there was In no fact, stopping that. Her plan only worked because Veronica said she'd do it. <laughs> yeah, she needed someone to investigate. She needed but, uh, a mole. Yeah. But Hermione's like, look, the case is closed. Guys, we this is it. It's over. And Archie's parents won't let him go. Be, uh, or, well, they won't let him go to the cops because any evidence that they found would be inadmissible in court in court. She's a lawyer. She knows this stuff because, you know, he was breaking the law when he trespassed on the property. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, if if the evidence helps helps FP, FP just doesn't have to say that it was trespassing. <laughs> right. Is yeah. that how that works? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But also, it's not evidence. It's just a testimony. Yeah, it gets a little sloppy. You can tell that some things get a little sloppy around here. but. They keep the suspense up, which is good. Oh, sure. No, I was very tense the whole episode. I just, these are all things that I did not think of as I was watching. Yeah, this is our, this is our analysis afterwards. <laughs> yeah, these are all things I'm thinking of now. <laughs> but but Betty and, and Betty and Archie have gone home and they are texting each other through the window once again, like good, like good old times. And I actually thought they were going to like have hook up. Oh, you thought so, huh? <laughs> just for a second, I was like, <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, they're they're texting that they're worried about Jughead and that they want to go look for him. So they just immediately get dressed 
And now, again, this is just thinking about it in the rewatch. I think that was just so they didn't have to pay the suit rental anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could they could change out of those costumes. Yeah, they needed to change clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially for for what happens later with the jacket. Uh. Oh we'll wait, no, that's to... that's several days later. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I I made a mistake. <laughs> we yeah. all make mistakes, you know. But but we finally cut to Jughead, and he has bought a bus ticket to go to Toledo, which is where his mom and Jellybean live. And uh, he's he calls his mom in the payphone, which um I think he has a cell phone, right? Well, no, maybe not. He's no, he he does because they said he was calling and texting him. Yeah, what the heck? He definitely has a phone. Why is he using a payphone? Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe he ditched it so no one could find him. I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. I didn't even. Oh God. I didn't know. I don't know. Why is I he using he a payphone for dra- like dramatic effect? I guess. Well, it worked. This is the saddest scene in all of Riverdale. <laughs> you think so? I think so. So, so we I'll, we'll get to that in a second. I guess. Because Jughead, he's, he's talking to his mom. He says, hey, mom, I got a ticket to Toledo. Uh, you know, anyway, I could crash on the couch for a little while and hang out there. And she basically, we don't hear her words, but she basically says, no, you can't. Yeah, absolutely not. How heartbreaking. It sucks, dude. That's like, I want to know why. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what kind of character she is. Oh, man. And you I know, think- she's going to end up being in the show at some point. There's five seasons. Mm hmm. I am kind of glad we're done with uh, Archie's mom for a while. I don't think I like her. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I don't think she's fine, but I don't know. Not as a like, cast member. I like I like Fred more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like Stolo Fred. I don't like Fred when he has the confidence of this woman backing him up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but oh. um, but now I wrote this. This is my note, and it seems like you may have some other opinions. I wrote Cole Sprouse tries to cry. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's it's sad. It's sad, you know. Sure, he can cry. Every other actor in this episode gets a chance to cry later, and he's the only one who can't do a fake tear. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of the. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't really looking at the actor. I was just looking at the situation. The situation was very, very, very sad. Yeah, I think I was just looking at the situation. I guess I didn't really notice the actor's face. I don't really look at faces, to be honest. You're, face, you're colorblind and you're face blind. <laughs> well, I don't look at people's faces in real life, so why would I do <laughs> look at? I look at their shoes. Maybe Brian looks at their butts. <laughs> Brian looked at their butts. <laughs> oh my god, Brian, you're gross. I don't look at butts. What do you mean? Brian's a liar. Brian I look looks at their at little shoes. No, I can't look people in the eyes. It's scary. They got. They, I don't even know what color your eyes are. You don't. They're beautiful blues. Oh, they're blue. They're blue. Ah, uh, I'm really offended, you guys. This might be the last episode of the podcast. I don't look at people. So anyway, Chughead asks. He goes inside the bus station and he says, "Hey, I changed my mind on Toledo. Can you just, you know, change my ticket to whatever the next bus out of town is?" And the clerk does it without even batting an eye. Like, this is a child, a 16-year-old, who is like, just, hey, can you get me any ticket out of town? And she's not like, hey, you got some parents? Like, everything okay? Can I, you know... What? 
hey, if you've been in her line of work for long enough, you've seen all sorts of kids run away. I guess it is the middle of the night. So, <laughs> but, uh, In Riverdale. <laughs> the next bus out is a bus to Citrusville, which leaves at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Now, do you know anything about Citrusville? Nope. I know it's in Florida. <laughs> it is in Florida. Um, Citrusville is a Marvel Comics thing. I mean, it's a real town. It's a real town, but like, it's like very heavily. If you Google uh, Citrusville, it, you'll get the Marvel Comics answers before the real city. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it is where Man-Thing lives. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's a fun fact. <laughs> so, hey, I'm just saying, this could be another superhero foreshadowing. Oh my god, they're just developing the world. This is world <laughs> development. We're gonna get a Man-Thing show. <laughs> But um, they say that the station closes uh, in like 30 minutes and then they pan out and there's a sign that says no loitering. So clearly Jughead is not allowed to wait for the bus. Yeah. So he has to go and find somewhere to stay for the evening. But we're going to cut back to Hermione and Hermione is like furiously packing a bag. Veronica's like, what? What are you doing, mom? And she says that, uh, you know. We have to get out. Like this, this implicates us so much, and it's clear she really thinks that Hiram killed FP to kill Jason. <laughs> yep, uh, mostly because of that bag with what was it H L that could have belonged to yet. anyone. Yeah. Oh, was that this episode? <laughs> that is this episode. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there is a bag that we find later, but she's like furiously packing. She's like, oh, God, what the fuck? What the fuck? And Veronica says, but mom, they haven't even found us guilty yet. And she says, we are guilty of uh, tax evasion and paying the serpents and buying the land. They do not say she's guilty of murder, though. Yeah. This is the second time in the show where somebody said, I am guilty, but not of murder. Uh huh. And, you know, it keeps the suspense there. Like, she could also be guilty of killing still. We don't she, know she, yet. She, she doesn't say she's not. Yeah. They they I like how in this episode they let all the suspects that we thought be like, oh, they could still be it for the final second. And then you know, mm -hmm. we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. But Veronica doesn't want to leave. And that's pretty much the end of the scene, but I did want to make a couple comments. Number one is that Veronica has like really good no makeup makeup in this particular scene. Mm-hmm. She looks good. She looks good all the time to me. I know, but like it's it's a very specific thing they do. It sometimes in Hollywood, no makeup makeup looks like just regular ass makeup. This one's ah, pretty yes. muted, like pale tones. It was it wasn't bad. They did good. Shout out to CoverGirl, I guess. <laughs> but also, she's got this kind of like very open neck dress on, and I think it's maybe what was supposed to be underneath the. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, so here's the thing that I noticed. It's funny enough. Do you remember what she was wearing at Homecoming? It was like an all-black dress, right? Yes. All-black outfit. Mm -hmm. So in this one, it's turned blue. And this reinforces my theory that they had to return the dresses. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't afford it any longer. <laughs> but now it's like this open-necked blue dress, and the, the, like, the feather thing is no longer on it. But you know what would make this dress look a lot better? What? A set of pearls. <laughs> Who sleeps with pearls? She looks like he, I don't know. She looks like she's ready to go to bed. No, she. But she looks like she's ready to go to bed later because later she just has shorts and a t-shirt on. It, does she? Does she change again? She, 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 time? she changes again. But I genuinely don't think it's supposed to have been implied that she changed the first time. <laughs> 
Oh god. I like this. <laughs> Fashion watch. <laughs> but uh Archie and Betty are now they're banging on the door of the Riverdale register. And so if Hal's really sleeping here, do you think he like woke up and was like fuck you and just left or That's what I would do. I would not wake up if someone's knocking on my on my house that it's like I'm just sleeping on the floor or something. My Jeez. glass panel. Yeah. <laughs> but Jughead's still not answering his phone and Veronica calls Archie and it's it's very clearly gonna be like a booty call call. Mm-hmm. Oh she's, yeah. She's like, hey Archie, I'm just kind of sad right now. <laughs> What are you doing? And he and he says, "I'm out with Betty, and we're searching for Jughead." And she's like, kind of offended that she didn't get invited. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> I think that one was hilarious. Super good. <laughs> and um, so they're like, "Well, we don't really know where to look. We can't think of anything." And she says, "Okay, for once, this was some pretty good callback stuff because I was like, oh, I know what she means." She says. What's the one place in town that's open 24 hours a day? Where's that Pops. Place? That's Pops, the only place in town. The only place in town where Pops is apparently always at. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, does Pops work there all 24 hours? He's <laughs> always there. <laughs> that must be a drag. <laughs> but uh, Jughead is in a booth. With his hat off. And I mean, just if you didn't want anybody to find you, why'd you go to the one place that's always everybody goes to? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, where else is he going to go? <laughs> Every time someone goes missing, they go to Pops and they say, hey, Pop, you seen anybody? And and he, this time he was like, no, not yet. And you, you, you have to imagine it was maybe an hour between those two moments. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they pretty much all apologize. And the only thing that's important about this scene is that this is where Betty says that the gun wasn't there. You know, they, she she tells uh, Jughead the information. And he's like, what? What do you what do you mean? Because he was really, really despondent before this moment. He was very upset. But, you know, you know, now he seems a little hopeful and confused. Mm hmm. And he'll and, stay a little hopeful, even um, even through it. There's some scenes where he says a line that contradicts what he's saying as a character. Yeah. I think I know exactly what. Yeah, please point that. Please point those out. But I think I know a couple of them. Mm -hmm. uh, now we get to the interrogation scene with uh, Keller and FP. And um, I now have an even bigger question. Now that I'm thinking about this. Okay. But we'll get there. I don't want to. Okay, remind me to talk about Joaquin's statement versus what actually happened. Okay. Okay. So Keller is interrogating FP and Keller says that the gun matches the bullet that killed Jason. I don't know if that's how that works, but maybe I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's some forensics thing, right? Yeah, must be. <laughs> I was also pretty skeptical about that, but whatever. You can at least tell I the think, caliber. I think they say that in the show to clarify, oh, you remember these characters with guns? It's not their gun. I oh. think that's what they were trying to We, get we get another follow-up on another gun in this yep. in episode two. <laughs> so um fp so, so so keller says so did you know him well or did you do it just for kicks huh not the murder and now here's where we used to get fp spilling the beans and i was like mouth open the whole time because this is maybe 10 minutes into the episode me too i watched this episode right after our previous episode and <laughs> i just i don't know how 
how I could hold it in. Because I was like five minutes in and I was like crazy. <laughs> Is this why you didn't join, why you joined Minecraft, but you didn't join the actual Discord Oh, absolutely. Call? Once I saw you guys in there, I actually laughed because I was too excited. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. That was too juicy. <laughs> Let's get to FP's confessional because uh, FP says... That Jason came up to him last summer. He just means during the summer. Uh, at the White Worm, which is the bar that the serpents like to hang out at. Worm spelled with a, with a Y. Um, <laughs> wanting to leave town with his pregnant girlfriend. You know, he set him up with a getaway car and some cash in exchange for making a delivery. He put some weed in the car for transport, thinking, uh, you know, you could be a pretty good delivery. And then suddenly he realized that it was Cliff Blossom's son. And I want to stop us right here because... Um, what. Why did they say weed? They could have just said drugs. They could have said contraband. They could have said any other. But saying weed makes it sound like it's a joke. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he put weed and drugs. Well, like other pills. drugs. They yeah, were, it was like pills, right? They were pills. That's all <laughs> we saw in the past were freaking pills. Yeah. So why was there both? So it was both, right? I Maybe. Because also, <laughs> like, when you don't. Unless you're going to... Okay, if you are making a big delivery, like a transport thing, you're probably just going to keep it in, like, the substance form, in, like, packages and powder, so that yeah. wherever it gets it, they can distribute it, you know, in pills and grams and stuff. So I don't know why there were pills in the car. Very odd. Maybe that was just his medicine. <laughs> okay, but how funny would it have been if, like, they had just point pulled out a joint and been like, oh, they had drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be really funny. <laughs> but uh apparently jason told fp his plan to say that he drowned and so fp grabbed him before he could get to the car right as soon as he got across the uh, the river he took him to the worm he held him in the basement he planned to hold him for ransom but then jason escaped and that's when fp shot him and put him in the freezer he dumped his body in the river because they had already searched there and that he also stole keller's files from his house but here's the thing brian why why would that part stand out? That part stands out because we as the audience have seen another character with those files. And that character is Hal Cooper. Yeah, Harold Cooper, who somehow goes by Hal. I don't what? get how that works. It's Harold, <laughs> I swear to God. That's crazy. What is, what is this show? That's like a thing, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, Hal uh, is the one who stole the files. So we know that he's lying. He's, he's covering. But but why would he be doing that? Yeah. And he said he followed Jughead and Betty to the car. He torched it. And Keller asks him to point blank if he killed Jason. And the camera cuts. So we don't really know the answer yet. Very suspenseful. Uh, the gang runs into the, the station asking to talk to Keller. They tell him, hey, F, he's innocent. We, we know he's innocent. And then he says, then why did he just confess? And then this slow music goes for like a minute. <laughs> he like walks across the screen, like with a weird face on. Uh huh. He's got a cool face. I look at FP's face a lot, weirdly enough. Okay, Brian. I like <laughs> to hear that. Well, I don't know. He's very intriguing. Like he... this is this is an LGBTQ friendly podcast. <laughs> so you can uh, you can oh. tell us whatever you want, Brian. It's okay. Hey, I'm. <laughs> I have no words. Yeah, thank you. See, this is when the one man who knows to keep his foot out of his mouth. I have no words. But we're at the title card. <laughs> and uh, Brian's suppressed emotions. And 
the next thing we see is the Blossom family breakfast. And what what I thought was interesting about this was at first I was like, oh, this looks like a, you know, dinner, right? Yeah. But it's because it's fancy. But then we see waffles. Like, okay, fine. So it's breakfast. You know what I didn't see on the table? What did you not see? Syrup. (laughs) Of course they would have syrup. Wait, why would they have syrup? They are the syrup barons. That's their only thing. They make such a big deal out of syrup. They literally drink it raw. (laughs) Why don't they have syrup on their waffles? They're nuts. Maybe they have it so much they are sick of it. They like forgot. (laughs) Or they forgot to put it in the scene. That makes me even more angry. But they show Polly the newspaper. And I, I actually went back and I paused to make sure it is the Riverdale Register yep. that they were reading. And it says uh, something like, uh, Jason's killer found, finally. Yeah. Basically, that I just thought it was funny that, like, Hal is the one who wrote this article, clearly. <laughs> yeah. But Polly's surprised, and she says, wait, he killed Jason? Not... And, like, wait, what? It's like, what are you going to say, them? But she's what you... <laughs> the way she says it, she's like, oh, you didn't kill them? Wait, this random local gang member killed him? <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> and now we're going back to the cafeteria. Uh, and apparently everybody's having breakfast there? Lunch? I don't... It's always unclear. <laughs> there's no time. No passage of time in school. But um, no one. there's no mention of Hiram in the newspaper article, which Veronica says is good. But also, I mean... I don't know, it's been one day, and, and Betty's dad wrote this. I don't yep. know why there would be a mention of Hiram yet. I think she really wants Hiram to be implicated on this murder. Well, yeah, because she really thinks that. She thinks that Hiram must have killed another serpent to plant the gun. Yep. And then, and then Kevin shows up, who, you know, for those who may have forgotten, Kevin is the sheriff's kid. And um, we, we all know who Kevin is, but I sometimes it's I forget that he is also the sheriff's kid and not just the, the, the fun gay friend. <laughs> he makes a point of it later, too. So, yeah, Jughead is missing school to be interrogated by the cops. And Betty says that Sheriff Keller's just wasting his time doing that because FP didn't kill Jason. We know this. And well, may, my mom saw Jughead or Jughead's dad and Joaquin talking at the party. Maybe Joaquin has something to do with it. And Kevin gets pissed. <laughs> I would get bad too if you were attacking my I mean, boyfriend. I... Not that I have one. <laughs> That's exactly my point, folks. <laughs> Brian won't even tell me where he went to school. He could absolutely have a boyfriend and not have That'd be cool. But Kevin would like to talk about his boyfriend. I, I just, I don't know. I think that it's pretty clear he's a serpent. We all know that he's a serpent. The whole show has been Joaquin is a serpent. So why would it be so out of the question to say that she, you know, he he knew something about something another yeah, serpent? Yeah, I guess did. that is true. I've thought about it a little. Yeah, but I mean, also I get it. You know, it's it's kind of whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, she's pretty upset about it, and uh, it turns out Jughead isn't being interrogated with the cops anymore. He's he's done with that. He's walking in and he walks past the the group. He walks past almost all the cafeteria and he goes straight up to Cheryl. And they like look at each other in silence for a moment. <laughs> um. And I really thought they were going to hug Brian. But they don't. They definitely don't hug. They don't hug. She <laughs> slaps him across the face, like slaps the shit out of him, and starts beating on his chest like a gorilla. <laughs> well, what I, it is so funny, actually. What I love about it 
is that it wasn't like it was barely beating on his chest. Like her fists were like not bouncing yeah, off. She felt had like, to pull. Yeah, it felt like she wasn't even like trying. Miss, it like Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know she's sad. But yeah, yeah. So, they don't want to hurt the actor. <laughs> so after he he apologizes, she starts hitting Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse was like, "Hey, that hurts, man. You do that to me." But Archie pulls her off, which I assumed it would be any of the other like people, but it's Archie. Um, Veronica and Betty are right there. Yeah, I don't get it. And Jughead gets pulled away by Principal Weatherby because apparently he's in trouble for this situation. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I hate it. <laughs> Betty finds Cheryl in the locker room, and Cheryl's like, you know, kind of crying a little bit. She's over the sink. And she says, the people keep coming up to me and saying that I must be so relieved that this nightmare is finally over, that, you know, everything's done with, but, but why don't it, why doesn't it feel that way? You know, and that is basically further confirmation to us, the audience, that it's not, it can't be FP. There's no way. Yeah. Also, I think it was pretty, I think it was a pretty good scene because, you know, imagine being in her scenario where. Like your brother's killer is found. It's not over for her at all. Like oh, right. she still has no brother. That's it. <laughs> like the killers finding the killer doesn't solve the main issue. Exactly. Of yeah, she, her brother's gone. She's still living the nightmare, which is totally true. And also, uh, it's kind of good character development for Betty because earlier in the season, when Cheryl like walks off and she's crying and uh, you know veronica goes and comforts her betty says not a lot of girls did what you would have done so you know kind of betty is now taking on that role of being nicer i think yep a throwback it was good there's a good this was one of those other episodes that they wrote without the filler or anything yeah <laughs> uh so betty meets jughead outside of the principal's office and she says like what happened there and he says that it was my second interrogation of the day i can't decide who's more of a dick Keller or Weatherby. <laughs> I liked that. I did like that. That was a good joke. Yeah. It gives a lot of uh, character development to Weatherby, who we rarely see. Yeah, we don't know anything about him. And we also don't, Just about nothing. We also don't know anything about Sheriff Keller because it seems like his personality changed on a dime. We know he's not a good uh, cop. Well, yeah, but like at the beginning, it felt like he was like like andy on twin peaks like he's not actually like he does he barely he barely acts like a cop yeah he just, just listens to whatever the blossoms say exactly i wonder how they'll flesh him out if at all well you know we uh we could start losing characters at some point so yeah anytime i guess no one's safe um betty says that uh they need to prove that fp is innocent and jughead says well okay if he didn't kill them then who did who did kill jason you know i've been waiting my entire life for that man to do the right thing and i'm done with it you should be too it's like oh my god it sucks he really it's like my dad killed this man yeah but he doesn't believe it i mean did you see what he was like at pops he was like wait you guys found evidence <laughs> i guess yeah he, there's it's not we can't tell certainly seems like he's believing it at this exact second but yeah you're yeah. right. well also us as the audience kind of believe it a little bit too that this is how the story's gonna end oh yeah it was really freaky i forgot it was only episode 12 yep um but fred's on the phone with principal weatherby which to me was kind of weird at first because you'd think that he would try to call the mom but also i, I think she's been gone for a while like 
it's you know it's reasonable enough that he called Fred, and Fred is technically the the one taking care of Jughead. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Weatherby's concerned for Jughead's safety after what happened with Cheryl. Um, maybe other people will start uh, harmlessly pounding on his chest. <laughs> um, but he thinks that Jughead should finish the semester from home, which fucking sucks. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, who could ever do remote learning? <laughs> <laughs> but that does suck that really seems awful it's like he's being punished for cheryl attacking him he says it's not fair but you know it's how it's how it's looking yeah and also like uh socially like everyone will know he's not in class because of that exactly you're so right. <laughs> and then like when he comes back it'll just be like well everyone knows that yeah, he's not a senior he's not a senior <laughs> so it's, yeah. like it's his last semester but, uh, They're like sophomores or something, right? Yeah, sophomores. But uh, Fred says that we need to start thinking of a long-term solution for him. And Archie's like, Dad, we are the we are the long-term solution. And Fred's like, hey, look, Arch, that's not how this works. <laughs> My job is to keep you safe, you know? And, and, and I, I got to worry about you. I'm not his legal guardian. That's, I can't do that. And Archie asks, well, who are you supposed to keep me safe from, huh, Jughead? And I really thought Fred was going to be like, no, what? that's not what I'm saying. But Fred leans into it a little bit. And he says, from whatever happens, like the trouble that seems to follow the Joneses around, wherever they are, whatever they do. And, you know, I, I mean, FP was his friend, so I could see that, too. You know, he's probably been getting them out of trouble for years. He has been, yeah. I uh, it, It's hard to laugh at a lot of these ser- serious scenes. Yeah, I can't really... It's so, yeah, it's very serious. Uh, but Jughead is listening to this like, entire thing from the stairs. It's um, a very bummer mood. Oh, yeah. And especially from Fred, who we all know, and even uh, Archie and Jughead know. He's a nice guy. So like him saying these things it means a lot. It more. hurts. Yeah, it, 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 hurts. it hurts a lot more. Um, and. And Fred even says, well, hey, maybe you should go to Chicago and live with your mom. And Archie's like, I wasn't even thinking about that. But if that's how you feel, and they, they walk out and Jughead is leaving because he has decided he's going to sleep in the garage tonight. <laughs> but what's the difference? I know. I was like, thinking, why haven't you been sleeping in the garage this whole time? <laughs> what's the difference at all? I hate it. You basically have your own room out there. <laughs> Oh. That was that was a good way to end the scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> also, none of us in the sh- audience at all believes that Archie will ever go to Chicago. No. Ever. The show's not called Chicago. <laughs> it's called Riverdale. We've made this what joke. Do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Very dumb. <laughs> but Betty hears a thumping in her house, and she wakes up. And uh, who's the first person she finds? Oh, she finds her mom, Alice. And what is her? With a... Yeah, what does her mom have? Oh, uh, we don't know yet. But when she says "shush," she uses the tip of the gun, aiming up at her head. <laughs> it's Shush Rundy's gun that Betty stole. <laughs> it's back, baby. I we knew that she still had it. We did. We did. We were like, "There's still a gun in this house." <laughs> But why does she have it still? What's your deal? And they, and they like, they go to investigate the noise, and she sees someone, and it's so clear. It's so clear who it is. <laughs> it's so obvious. It's so obvious. It's her husband, so Hal. 
<laughs> and she cocks the hammer on the gun. What are you doing? She points it at him. And she says, who are you? What do you want? You've been married for how long? How? <laughs> like, just turns around and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> They've oh. lived in this house for so long. It is so clearly how. Like, I know he's kicked out, but like, God, dude, that's your, you're gonna shoot him. You you have lived in this house with this man for like how many years? Twenty years? You've never. You seen don't him. know what he looks like in the back of his head <laughs> at night. You have seen him in this exact scenario billions of times. And it's so well lit. It's not like he's like in the dark. It's it's, yeah. it's the very well lit night. It's so clear that it's him. <laughs> It's just so stupid. But um, he, he shows them what he was doing, and he was grabbing the papers that he stole from Keller because he came by to destroy evidence that might link him to the case. And Betty's like, what, what? does that mean? You you did something? What were you going to say? Uh, uh, I was about to say, why does he still have that evidence again? Oh, yeah, he, he, he didn't actually like throw it away. He kept it. And I think they don't actually say this in this scene. I think they probably were supposed to and forgot. I think the reason he took the evidence was so that um they I'm trying to so yeah wait why did he oh so he could write an article about it is the only thing I could think. Oh that would make sense. They don't say actually. that they don't say that because we realized soon that there's a connection he was trying to hide. But I don't get why he stole the papers. But anyway yeah. he wanted to, I like your theory. Yeah he wanted to destroy good. evidence and he says that you know, he. Does, I don't want anything connecting me to the murder of a blossom. You know, that's what happened three generations ago. And Betty's like, "What is such a big deal about this murder from three generations ago? Your great grandfather? I don't understand." And she says, or he says, "It wasn't my great grandfather. wasn't just murdered by a blossom. He was a blossom. Nuts." <laughs> absolutely not they took a new name after the murder betty kind of gives like a weird funny face and says i'm a blossom and then they go polly's a blossom uh oh <laughs> polly and jason are related uh oh <laughs> and hal is making like the funniest face i've ever seen on this show he's like <laughs> like like it looks like a like 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 the Picard meme with the facepalm. He is just <laughs> like, what the fuck? Could you let this happen? <laughs> Could you let this happen? <laughs> it was insane. And that's why it's so insane, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Hal um seems like a really he's Hal's a, a pretty bad dude for what he did with Polly and uh trying to set up an appointment for her to get an abortion. But also, um, um, yikes man also all those times we said oh yeah the coopers and the blossoms are crazy <gasps> it's yeah that's what they, they were just the same they was we were just saying the same thing we could have just said the blossoms are crazy yeah it was, they were always crazy, all crazy. <laughs> she's not dark betty she's red betty <laughs> betty <laughs> they mentioned how you know if, if that's if this is how far you went to try to keep them apart how far would the blossoms go to keep polly and jason apart 
and they need to get Polly out of Thornhill right now. Thornhill Manor. Uh, and that is exactly where they go. Like, immediately, they just drive over there. I did. I expected there to be, like, an intermittent scene. Nope. Yeah, they just go, everyone's in their pajamas. <laughs> yes, they're, like, I think, no, 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 they took the time to get dressed. Because Alice is wearing <laughs> a coat. Oh, they got their coats on, you know. <laughs> they got their coats, but, but the, the Blossoms are all wearing their fancy people pajamas. Ah. And everybody has conglomerated in the like foy the convened in the foyer of this huge house. This is a house with wings. And they literally <laughs> like all are in the same room at the same time. <laughs> well, this is their whole this is the whole point of purchasing this room for this scene. That's true. They rented it for a day. Um, but Polly, you know, is is there, her parents are there, um, and they say, Don't bother calling the cops. We're not staying, which is like, okay, well, I might still call the cops anyway. <laughs> but they tell Polly that they're bringing her home. And they say, you, what do you, you think you could do this to my family? And Alice says, I know all about your family and the incest. Oh, she brought out the word. They said the word. They didn't just show it. They said the word. And, and they say it again because Polly says, what incest? Oh, poor Polly. That sucks. That's so awful. And uh, yeah. they say FP's uh, confession has a bunch of holes in it. Like he's, you know, covering for somebody. Somebody who wants to hide incest. Again. <laughs> uh, nothing could be more purely blossom than those babies. Which character says that? Do you remember? Penelope? Yep. Like she's proud of it. Yeah. She is... I don't know what to think of her yet, still. And then Clifford says, spare us the morality. It's not like they were brother and sister. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> they get Polly. They're, they're leaving. And before Betty leaves, Penelope grabs her and says, you've made a grave error. <laughs> oh, and Polly's face in this scene is just dreadful. She looks horrific. Horrified. Yeah, she is Oh my god, it's so bad. I hate her face. It makes me feel so bad. They're like cousins, bro. <laughs> oh no. But um Archie is now waking up Jughead pretty early in the morning to meet Ma uh, to meet Mary at Pops because you know, she is an attorney, she's a lawyer, and she went to the station and pretended to be FP's lawyer. <laughs> She's great. Is that illegal? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Super funny. <laughs> but between FP's confession, uh, his priors, an anonymous tip, which we I think we don't actually find out who it is, but I'm pretty sure we know. Uh, a possession of of a weapon. Things look really bad. This is where Jughead starts making jokes. Oh yeah. He he <laughs> says, "Well, if nothing else, at least he's an honest murderer." <laughs> everyone's like this is the serious episode jughead please <laughs> yeah we're all taking your dad's you know murder conviction harder than the rest of you, uh than than you but yeah but, uh mary asks who joaquin de santos is i think it was de santos i just wrote joaquin yep and uh apparently joaquin was fp's one phone call and she tells jughead that he should go to the station now if he wants any chance to talk to fp so that's where he goes. Jughead is now at the station. And it's a... I don't think that Cole Sprouse is a wonderful actor. I mean, he's fine. I love Jughead. He's okay. I love Jughead is the thing. So, like, I'm willing to overlook stuff. But FP, yeah. a really good actor. 
He's so good. This is why I looked at his face because I was looking at him, and you can tell that he's lying and, completely and, and kissable. Um, no, he's not kissable. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put and kissable at the end of my sentence. <laughs> yeah, I can I can edit that together. <laughs> but uh, Jug or uh, yeah, Jughead says that I knew Archie's plan. You know, to get you back on your feet, to get you a job, to get you off the wagon. It was all a mistake. You know, I was so happy for the first time in my life. And the only reason you read my manuscript was to make sure I wasn't on to you. You didn't want to go to Toledo for our family. You wanted to go to Toledo so you could get away from this. And, uh, you know, breaking the, the kayfabe a little bit, that is so, like, knowing that FP was framed, we find this out. Yeah. That's so awful to hear. Oh, yeah. And you can see it on the actor's face, FP. Yeah. That it just hurts him. It kills him inside. That sucks. That's really, that like kind of makes me sad reading it right now. Yeah, it's horrific. <laughs> FP says, I did what I had to do, like I always do, which again takes on new meaning since we know what happens. Um, yeah. But Jughead asks, Are you even sorry? And he says, Sorry I got caught. Are we done? It... <sighs> It makes him look him dead in the eye, and he says, never come back here. And FP is, like, sobbing as Jughead leaves. So, so good. This is a really messed up scene, man. But crazy good. Yeah, really this good. Is, this is uh, Riverdale at its peak. Peak Riverdale, yeah. FP, I'm telling you, FP and Fred, that, that one episode we got with them, both of them got to show their chops. Yeah, those episodes are the best. Oh, and then when Jughead leaves, he's crying. Yeah, with such a with such a good face. Oh my god, such a great actor. You think? All right, listen, I disagree. Oh yeah, oh yeah, FP's crying. Yeah, yeah, FP's it. FP's crying face. <laughs> but uh, Archie, and- not Cole again. <laughs> Archie and Veronica are discussing that you know that Joaquin called, and they say that Joaquin might know who killed Jason. And you know, here we go. We got we got to talk to Joaquin, and I guess Kevin is willing to implicate Joaquin at this point. He was very against it earlier in the episode, but now he's like, well, you know, he is a serpent. <laughs> he probably thought it over a bit. Yeah. Joaquin says that uh, the call was just a warning to, you know, lay low. And they're like, nobody call- uses their one phone call to tell some random person to lay low. Uh, very true. And Kevin says something that the more I've thought about it, the more I think it was a dumb line, but it did feel good at the moment. He says, do you know do you know something i'm not asking you as your boyfriend i'm asking you as the sheriff's son did fp kill jason yeah it it's a fun it's an okay line i think when i heard it i was like eh, whatever wouldn't, wouldn't you want to say the opposite and i'm not asking you yeah. as the sheriff's son i'm asking you as your boyfriend yeah if you wanted some nice information i would choose that <laughs> But, uh, but I guess I guess Kevin wanted to. I don't know what Kevin's goal here was. <laughs> he gives him like a super fake and tenuous. I mean, yeah, I assume he did. And here's where we get his testimony now. And I am I. I would like to know after I say this what you think of the validity of this is. So on July 11th, he got a call in the middle of the night to clean up a body at the White Worm. Uh, that's when he saw Jason's body and they they cleared everything out. They, they got rid of the evidence. They stashed him in the freezer. And during this, there's a shot of FP like putting liquid on a rag and like covering a camera like it's a person and he's chloroforming it. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty interesting. And uh, 
Kevin says, you are a criminal. <laughs> Kevin, we've been new, buddy. He's a serpent. Uh, but Veronica says, do you think killing Jason was a job that, you know, Hiram hired FP for? And Joaquin apparently overheard a guy named Mustang talking about some really rich guy once. So, you know, that could be something like that. And they basically blackmail Joaquin into taking them to Mustang. And I was actually going to ask what you think the validity of the, his statement was, but I no longer think that. I think that, ah. yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was just about to say, actually, no, he's, he's telling the truth. Yeah, he's telling the truth. I forgot. <laughs> That's my interpretation. I forgot what happens later. Yeah, a lot of, it, it is a crazy episode. There's a lot of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode. But now Betty and Polly are finally back at home together. They're laying on her bed and Jughead calls and says, hey, look, Betty, you're right. My dad's hiding something. I can tell. I know when he's lying to me. So, you know, Jughead's in on the investigation. He knows his dad's innocent, which he's like, back. He's a good he. I'm not saying Cole Sprouse is a good actor. Jughead's character is a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah i see what you mean actually like completely like he was jughead is a good <laughs> he was telling his you know he, he really did look like he uh didn't believe or he that he he believed his dad killed him you know so he was just trying yeah. to get information out of him um mm-hmm. and now we get like a beat like a, an abbey road from the beatles shot of archie joaquin veronica and kevin walking to mustang's apartment or maybe it's a hotel room or it, it's like a like a studio kind of thing yeah, it looks like a yeah, looks like a little studio thing. It's, I've been into a couple of these places. Yeah, but it could also be a hotel room. But yeah, but the place is real bad. There's like trash everywhere. There's bottles, and they go and they go into the bathroom, which is open, and they see Mustang's dead body with a needle still in it. Ow, that freaks me out. I got two <laughs> shots today, and it made me feel real weird watching this afterwards. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, and he's just dead. He's <laughs> it's horrible. Dead. Um, and Kevin and Joaquin leave. Archie calls uh, Keller because because Kevin and Joaquin are like, we can't be here. Like, there's no way yeah. I can be found here. Yeah, he's a serpent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Hermione, Fred, and Sheriff Keller all show up. And Keller says that it looks like an overdose, which I wrote, which means it probably wasn't actually an overdose. I... Yeah. Still can't tell after the end of this episode if it was an overdose or not. It's a very unclear. I think it wasn't an overdose. I think he could have like <laughs> like somebody could have like forced an overdose on him, you know? Yes. Either that or it wasn't an overdose. <laughs> but either way, um Keller asks how they knew that Mustang lived here. And before they can answer, which is a question that would have real consequences, uh yeah. another cop cuts them off and shows a better piece of evidence. <laughs> it's a bunch of money in a bag. It's a bag full of money. And it's the one it's the one that Hiram sent Hermione all that money in. Um and it like literally has her initials on the bag. <laughs> yeah, but like that could be anyone's bag, Bella. <laughs> okay. Yes. Like the sheriff instantly says, Mind explaining to me why your initials are on there? If you I got a cuisine that had B and then the last my last name or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you be like, hey, is this your bag? This looks so suspicious. You're the you're the wrong you're the wrong here. No. Yeah, it's like it's an H and M bag. Yeah, like what? 
I mean, I guess you're right, but also I think it's like, why would you pay for your crime in a monogrammed bag? There's so many layers to how stupid this is. And another one gets tacked on because Veronica says it's not Hermione Lodge. It's Hiram Lodge. And that is so upset. Like, why would you say that, Veronica? What are you trying to say? Hermione, like, grabs her and is like, and that's the last thing we're going to say without a lawyer. There was no reason to say that at all. Because <laughs> it's just a random bag with HL. She wants, she wants her dad to be in trouble so bad. It's so funny. Veronica, why? <laughs> but Fred and Archie are getting into the car to leave. And Fred like gives him like a heart-to-heart talk. He says, if you stay on this path, you will end up dead. Just like Jason Blossom. I know you want to help your friends. I know you think you're bigger than the world. But you cannot do this, Archie. I do not want to watch my son die. And Archie's just like, okay, dad. <laughs> Such a voice of reason. He's the voice of reason character. I can't believe you implied he could be the killer at one point. Who, Fred? It would be such a good twist. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a great twist? I don't know how they would do it. Yeah, I think it would be pretty decent. It would be such a good twist, because he's the only one who's not, like, dealing in the shadows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Hermione closes the door to their house and immediately starts sobbing. And Veronica goes over to hug her. Um, that's pretty much the end of them there. And now Joaquin is getting on a bus to leave town. Uh, because, you know, he's he's got to get out of here. That's clearly someone is offing the serpents. It's not safe for him to be here. It's kind of sucks. But, you know, he says, you got to tell your friends to stop before they get hurt. And Kevin replies, you don't know them. Just like, I don't know you. Which is cute. This is a good line. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they share a kiss before he leaves. And then they also share a secret with Kevin. And we don't see what that secret is. Mm-hmm. But we also can pretty easily put together what it's going to be. Yeah, if if you think about it for one second, <laughs> Jug- you'll piece it together. Uh, Jughead tells Betty that FP is lying. Uh, again, the same exact thing that he keeps saying. Um, and Betty asks, then who could he possibly pr- be protecting? And the only reason I actually kept this in my synopsis is because the next shot is immediately Penelope Blossom. Oh, yeah. And um, Cheryl walks into the room to talk uh, to the, you know, Penelope is like very clearly despondent. And she asks why Jason and Clifford were arguing the morning before the river incident. <clears throat> and she says, you know, I mean, but why? Like, I get that you said they were arguing about business, but what does that mean? And Penelope says, so many questions, Cheryl. And it's uh, ominous. And we get, a, we get a cut back to Betty and Jughead for just a second again. And they're ruling out people on the murder board, which doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Like all those people are still in my head on the on the board, mm-hmm. and uh, the only people that they leave are Clifford, Penelope, and Hiram. So all the rich bitches. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to Penelope and Cheryl, and uh, she says, I, th- "I think something happened. If Daddy wasn't mad about Polly, then it must have been something about the business. What was Jason running away from?" And Penelope like kung fu grips Cheryl's hands, and I thought she was gonna break them. And she like, oh yeah, she like starts dragging her to a barn. They just have a barn on their their land. And she says, "You think it was me? You think your father killed Jason? You think that we have some dirty secret about our business? Fine. Here, look at the dark, evil, sticky truth." And the camera pulls back, and it like looks behind Cheryl, like there's gonna be a reveal. And what's the reveal, Brian? Just maple syrup. (laughs) Maple syrup. Just maple syrup. And she says, drown in it. She says, drown in it. 
I genuinely, for like half a second, thought she was about to drown Cheryl in maple syrup. Yeah, me too. I thought I thought something crazy was going to happen, but nope. Nope. <laughs> no, we are not. We are not killing Cheryl. <laughs> Thank God. Oh. Uh, but Alice Cooper, she meets Betty and Jughead in the newspaper room, and she tells them about Mustang's death. Uh, and she's, you know, everything's tied up in a nice little bow. Too tidy, if you ask me. But the phone rings, and it's Kevin. And Kevin says uh, he's got something to show them, so they meet him there. And it's, it's you know, whatever Joaquin told Kevin about their little thing. And uh, they, they told Kevin, apparently, about FP's contingency plan. And what's in the contingency plan? What, what, what do they find, Brian? Uh, it's just Jason Blossom's old jacket. Which, like, I, I said to myself, and I wrote it down in my notes, what does this tell them, question mark? And, yeah. and then Archie looks at it and says, hey, what does this tell us? <laughs> uh, yeah, this just confirms that FP is the murderer. This is a really bad piece of evidence, guys. Yeah, it was, looks real bad. I, I just was upset that I was as dumb as Archie. <laughs> For a minute. And I mean, I, I think everyone questioned this. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, all, they all think that it's just more incriminating evidence. Veronica comes in and she says that the bag is concrete. She, she implies that the bag with the H and the L are concrete proof that Hiram hired the serpents to kill Jason. Um, which means that he probably did it. And Betty says, no, 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 no. I read the script and I know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> she just like won't exceed she knows that's not it so she looks at archie and she tells him to put on jason's jacket which i laughed this out doesn't make i laughed out loud any sense. why <laughs> we see we know what she ends up you doing that for and i still don't get why it doesn't make any sense why uh, archie, <laughs> they just wanted to put it on someone buff or something i don't know <laughs> yeah archie says that this is weird and i totally agree um, and they find that there's a little hole in the pocket because she's like reaching around and like, you know, grabbing him. <laughs> there's a hole in the pocket. And she says, you know, every time there's a hole in my pocket, I, I end up losing chapstick in there. What could be in here? And they find a flash drive in like the, the bottom rim of the jacket because that's where the hole uh, leads to. And they insert the flash drive in the computer. And like there's a shot of like Betty crying. And everybody on it's like horrified what's on, about what's on the laptop, and they're all like crying and like doing their best, you know, sad faces. And we don't get to see what's on the uh, the laptop. It's just reactions. Yeah. So at this moment, it could have been any of their parents in my head. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. Um, Such a good shot. <laughs> and Betty calls Cheryl, and she says, "You have to get out of your house right now." And now Cheryl's crying. Like she's like, got a single tear from her eye. And she walks out. She starts walking downstairs, but she doesn't walk outside. She turns to her parents at dinner and she says, daddy did a bad thing. And now everyone knows. And um, I'm going to be real with you. I thought that uh, the baby was Clifford's. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I thought. What a, I mean, I mean, it can still happen. <laughs> I really thought that that's what I was like. What? No, please. Um, and I, that is not what happened. Spoilers. That's not the case. Yeah. Um, in this moment, when she's giving the call, <laughs> I thought the Cheryl call was not to Cheryl. And this was a different scene. Like they stitched two different scenes together. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And like Betty actually called someone else. That's exactly but- what I thought, too. 
but I guess it was. I couldn't tell. It still was unclear. Yeah. And that's what made this episode really good. I was still unclear on it. Yeah, I was. I, that's what I thought. That's the only reason I said it like that is because we find out that that's the case. But yeah, it's kind of like a little red herring thing that it could possibly not be Betty that she's talking to. Yeah. Um, and now we get back to the Jughead monologue. I was excited. We're to, back. I was excited to hear his voiceover. I, it wasn't really important here, uh, but he basically just says that this is what they watched. And it's because um, the, the Alice is bringing the flash drive to Keller at the mayor's office. And this is just an excuse for them to watch the video. And so now we can watch the video. Um, mm-hmm. The video is uh, very distressing. Again, I do not recommend you look this up, uh, but you know, you know, if, if you're comfortable with it, um, <clears throat> it's Jason tied up in the white worm basement and Mustang is like torturing him. And then, out of the shadows walks Clifford Blossom, who looks him dead in the eye, holds his gun up, and pop right through the head. Big, big, uh, just see a kid get killed on camera. Jesus. And I guess this is where that shot of FP um, chloroforming the camera comes in. Oh, yeah. I like that shot because it's like a little teaser for what happens later. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's a camera in here. <laughs> yeah. Or there's something in here <laughs> that he's washing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jughead says that later we would learn why his father confessed. It's because Cliff visited him in the night he got arrested. Uh, and he said that Jughead would get would meet the exact same fate as Jason if he didn't confess and said that he did the murder. Um, and apparently... Sheriff Keller says that FP is still getting charged with obstruction of justice, perjury, mishandling a body, and tampering evidence. Um, I mean, definitely like the mishandling a body and all, you know, so this, but the perjury man, like that's not his fault. He, he thought his kid was gonna get killed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he did still hide the body, I guess, and he still listened to Clifford. So I guess it was Clifford paying them for this kind of thing. We still don't really know, right? Yep. Um, Veronica comes home and she says she's ho- sorry for thinking that Hiram had anything to do with it. And Hermione says, no, it's okay. I understand. But I have good news. Very good news. Your father's coming home. That's not good news. Do you think that's good news, Bella? No, it's not good news. That's <laughs> scary news. That means we have a new antagonist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mary's leaving. Um, she says, hey, maybe you could come to Chicago for the summer. And Archie says, yeah, that sounds really nice. So, you know, Getting a little closure with Molly Ringwald. Um, they couldn't afford her for any more episodes. I mean, yeah. Well, we'll see how big Riverdale gets. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> and uh, then we get Jughead's closing monologue, and he says, and though one question had been answered that night, that it was Clifford Blossom who killed Jason, a new mystery loomed over Riverdale. Why had he done it? It was a question only Clifford himself would be able to answer. Whew. And then we get, some cops pulling up to Thornhill Manor. You know, they're going to go arrest Clifford. They see Cheryl and Penelope at the door and they both just like ghost, like hauntingly raise a finger toward the barn. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I do think it's kind of funny that the cops just start driving past. They don't like think to maybe check in the house. (laughs) Yeah, they don't leave anyone. There's like a hundred of them. (laughs) They all go to the barn and Keller opens the door and Cliff hung himself. Uh-huh. He is just dead, hanging there in the middle. Of, I don't even like he must have jumped off like the it was bad. And there's a barrel of syrup that's open. And 
Did you recognize what was in the barrel? It took me a second to figure it out. Um, is it heroin? It's heroin. Yeah. Okay. That's what I assumed. So that's why I think that they killed Mustang because um, the uh, the the heroin was like you know what they used. What, what he died. Yeah. So could have been paying yeah, them yeah, in yeah. that. It was wow. So I guess we're not ever gonna find out why Clifford did it because he's dead. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that was how the episode ends. Yes. It's crazy. Um, however, I have one piece of information that comes from the future because my Netflix just started. I, I, I had like my PlayStation controller had died. So I was trying to turn <clears throat> it on. Um, and I watched the first five seconds of the next episode. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I am quoting this. I am not what? writing this. This is. I'm just quoting the exact words that Jughead Jones says as oh we're looking God. at footage of what I just told you was Clifford Blossom, you know, hanging. Jughead says, it, No way. It was the ultimate cliffhanger. No! You're crazy, Jughead! Jug! I, Jughead took my joke. <laughs> I, it blew my mind. Jughead took my joke. Do you think? Do you think that that was a joke on purpose? That was no. It definitely was. It definitely was. Oh my god! Because that was my joke. I wrote it down here, and I didn't know if I should say it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you watched those five seconds because now I know it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! And then that's when I came to terms with the fact. We still have another episode. Yeah. So how's this episode gonna end? <laughs> what? What is the season finale is gonna be nuts? I thought I don't know. This was what was gonna happen in the season finale. I was like scrambling. I was like, oh my god, did we not get a guest for the season finale? Oh my god. Yeah, I guess it's just gonna be like epilogue stuff, maybe. Well, I mean, setting up for the next season, I guess. Yeah. Did they know they had another season? Um, at this point, or did they? I think they just shot all of season one, and then Maybe. they got a second season afterwards. Well, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I'll try to look into it. But oh my god, because we might be expecting like them to be like slowly ending the show, like oh, and this character does this, and this character. But then they're like, oh wait, we got a second season. Let's just start it back up. <laughs> Maybe the first you know? twelve episodes were the part that um they had already written. That was their season, and then thirteen was them getting a th- another season and knowing that they could do it. Ah, uh, maybe. But wow. Uh, but then I don't know. Next episode is gonna be nice, folks. We saw nice. We solved the murder. Yeah. So did any? Yeah. Did, did we at any point like say that it was Clifford? So the reason I had him on the murder board was because he definitely could have been it. But the problem I always had was. There's no way he just shot his kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But on the video, he shoots him like, like it's nothing. So I have this new hypothesis, Bella. Right here on my notes. What if Jason and Clifford are related? Oh, he's not a blossom. <laughs> he's not a blossom. Either, either, yeah. He's not a blossom. Jason's not a blossom. That could be a possibility, right? Maybe it could be. Yeah, I don't. 
I cannot think of, I mean, there's never a good reason to kill your kid, but like, I can't think of a good reason for why he did that. He did it so like, there was no remorse or anything, no words. He just kind of just went, bop. You know, he took the ring, bop. That was it. It was crazy. And like, did Jason find out about the heroin and that's why he decided to stop uh working because that was the argument right the whole argument yeah had. that had to have been. so he decided to go sell drugs for the serpents instead yeah but it's the same drug so i don't get it what? <laughs> yeah that's why this next episode has been killing me because all these questions i have will definitely be answered next episode i hope no i don't think so <laughs> I hope. Also, my whole theory of Ethel being a big part of this is just defunct. <laughs> Ethel is, I don't think we're ever going to get the playbook again. Ethel was just a person that was hanging out, and <laughs> we just had random sus on her. You did. You made me sus. <laughs> yeah, me. It was mostly me. Lavin and Chuck. Was he actually apologizing to Ethel? <laughs> Maybe. I don't. He looks so suspicious the whole time. Does Miss Grundy come? back she's never coming back <laughs> we miss grundy's gun came back <laughs> where's miss grundy at <laughs> what did she have to do with how did the sheriff let miss grundy go what a horrible cop there's so many problems <laughs> yeah in the city yeah a, a teacher just leaves like with one day notice and you don't think to go investigate that during the murder trial or the murder investigation like she's not even a little bit of a suspect she taught like, him last me? summer <laughs> like these cops i don't know what they're doing yeah wow uh, but jesus clifford do you think penelope does penelope have any idea that clifford killed his son i think so. well okay you think so but why was that scene where clifford and penelope are talking to each other like oh we finally found a killer now he can finally rest in peace why were they talking like that <laughs> to each other so what do you think is the significance of Penelope bringing Cheryl out to the barn where the heroin was? Do you think that Cheryl actually saw the heroin or why was that barrel even open? She, yeah, there must've been. Did, did, did Cliff eat some heroin before he killed? <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, you know, there's so many questions. So many. And none of them will be. Where does Dark Betty fit into this? Where does Dark Betty fit into? Where does Citrusville come in? Also, that bus that um, like is Joaquin gonna come back? <laughs> I don't know. Like when it, everything settles down, I I don't know. I doubt it. You know, I, I think where's Reggie? Where's Reggie? <laughs> you know, all these questions and more will not be answered on your next episode of Jughead's Lament. Folks, we've had a wonderful time. We are excited for the season finale next week. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. I haven't made that at time of recording, but I will before this episode comes out. Uh, we're gonna just going to be at Jughead's Lament on everything. I doubt that's going to be taken. Um, I'll update this if it's taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, leave us that review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it is called. Uh, give us a listen. Share it to your friends. Have a great night, everybody. Do you want to say bye to the folks, Brian? Bye! <laughs> bye! Yeah, bye.